Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise babes in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God. And his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing, and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are busting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or you can send it to us via email at contact at wordloversglobal.com. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. I say unto you, he's saying again, what things soever ye desire, I was forced to just check desire again. Because it looks like the English desire. Like in your heart, right? But when I check the meaning, it is ITO. It means demand. It's a what thing soever ye demand. Demand when ye pray. So demands are made in prayer. Can you see that? You make the demands. You make the demands. When? In prayer. He said, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. So as you make the demand, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of, you make the demand, Lord, this, I take this, I have this, it's working for me, it's coming to me, I have it now, it's settled, in the name of Jesus. Now, as you are praying, as you are praying, as you are laying hold, you are receiving the thing in your heart. I have it. I have it. I have it. I have it. In the name of Jesus. You keep saying it. You have received it. You have received it. And he said what? With thanksgiving. What do you do? You close the docket. Do what? Thanksgiving. Say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This matter is settled. Thank you, Jesus. This matter is settled. What did the Bible say again? Comma. And ye shall have them. Meaning there will be a manifestation. But hold on. That comma is a long journey. (laughs) Now, the Bible is saying these are three steps. In fact, four. You make a demand in prayer. Receive it in your heart. First of all. Then, it will manifest. You miss any of the steps. Nothing happens. (laughs) <laughs> that's why sometimes there's aggression in prayer especially when you are laming and claiming you lay hold on it I have it I have it some of you are making claims in fact you are looking for manifestations for things you haven't received and for things you haven't demanded you begged you didn't demand you were begging you didn't demand I'm telling you, spiritual things, there's no joke there. If God says demand and you come and cry, the 
there's no result. Because it's not part of the process. I'm not the one saying it. We are reading. First of all, he gave you a blank check. A blank check. The blank check says what? What things soever. Which means anything at all. He said anything at all that you demand. Immediately, you demand. It brings me into the prayer I told you yesterday. The ones that have been given to you. So, life, death, the world, present, future. And all things that pertain to life and godliness. All these things have been given to you. But having been given to you, there is a way we manifest them. And that's what he's showing you. He said, you must lay demand. Why am I laying demand? I am demanding when the thing is mine. When the thing is not mine, then I will beg for it. If, you are, if I've given you my iPhone and you are using it, or my, my keyboard, and I want, the, I want to go and use the keyboard, I make a demand. I say, please, can, can I have my keyboard? Thank you very much. Thank you. No, no, no. I want to go and play. Say, no, we have one. Say, no, no, no. I have to. What am I doing? I'm laying a demand. Is that how you lay demand in the spirit? When you push once and it doesn't come, oh, sorry. Please, when you are done, that's not a demand. Your own thing, you're crying. Please, I beg you. Can I use your keyboard? I beg you. That's why you must know those that are yours and those that are not yours. And here, it's a free blank check. And he said, demand, comma, can you see? In prayer. Two. And what? Believe that ye receive. Okay? Yes, Can you see this one? You receive them. What is them? As many as you want. As many as you <laughs> And he said, ye shall have them. So, the first place of reception is the spirit. Meaning you believe. I believe all things are mine. I believe this has been received. In the name of Jesus, I have this. Oh, I have this. The word says I do, I believe. Thank you, Jesus, for giving me the world. Thank you that all things are mine. Thank you that the present is mine. Thank you that the future is mine. I have it in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when you receive it, you will know. When it lands, you know. <laughs> Don't leave the prayer when you, when you are not aware. Don't close the docket when you are not you haven't gotten the thing inside. Because the thing must land. Once it lands, you see, you are always in a hurry to leave prayer. So you are praying you are, like you are in a hurry. Meanwhile, the thing you are laying claims on is already yours. But it has not landed. Because when you receive it in your spirit, you will know. You, you will know that the thing has landed. The Bible says once it lands, ye shall have them. It will just manifest. But in between the place of reception in your spirit and the manifestation in the physical, keep your faith. Because the wind can blow again. You know, Satan is looking for every opportunity to make you not believe. That's all. That's what he's doing. Okay? So Satan is waiting 20 days of faith fast. He's away. Oh, he's waiting. He's waiting. 
The day we finish on Sunday, boom! Faith people. Then he brings a picture of something that you were asking for. And immediately that thing came and you never had it, but you receive a call. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm. Stand firm in faith. Okay? Yes, sir. You are not too much for him. You are because Christ defeated him. Because when the Christ himself fasted, how long are we fasting? 20 days. 40 days, 40 nights. No, we are no, I say, son of God. I greet you. <laughs> Satan gave word. Jesus said it is written. But the point is, if you don't have a word, his word will overwhelm you. That's it. Every tongue that rises up against you, the Bible says you shall condemn. So the guy says, Obenoko. Obenoko. Don't even respond in God. <laughs> Do you know how you can respond sometimes? If you have some 50 Ghana, I say, Charlie, can you buy some, some ice cream? I silence you. I got it. You see, rich people give. There's a way of responding to things. Me, me, nibi. Me, nibi. Now, let me show you something here. Now, in between receiving the thing and constantly fueling your faith and the physical manifestation of the thing, there's something you need to do. It is called conviction. You need conviction. Settlement in your spirit. You are so convinced that the thing is done. In between that, conviction. Go to Hebrews 11. Let's look at any of the translations. The conviction, the conviction, conviction that you have it. Because every situation can look like you don't have it. So now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for. Being the proof of things we do not see. Look at the next one. The conviction of their reality. The, I have the conviction that I have the thing I hope for. Whatever I hope for, I have the conviction. Can you see that? What does it mean? Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So I am not depending on what I see to, to believe that I have it. I don't depend on what I smell or what I feel, what I touch. I have an inward conviction. That is faith. And that one, you must, you must play it over time. Be convinced about the matter. Be convicted about the matter. Like, you know, conviction, right? Yeah, you have this conviction. Say, I have conviction. I have conviction. Conviction, conviction, conviction. So you keep saying, how do you stabilize and fuel conviction? You keep saying the thing. You know, in your heart and in your mouth, you keep saying it. You keep, you keep thinking about it. I have it. I got it. I have 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 it. Oh, Lord, I have it. You see, the more you say you have it, eh, the more the uncertainties and the other realities run through your head. Other things you should be trying to get your attention that you don't have it. But when you land in conviction, that nonsense, it stops. It means that there's nothing we can do 
to take your mind off. The guy believes. That's what it means. Okay? Yes, Alright. So let's look at some beautiful scriptures. I want to show you something. Oh, mama, mama, mama. You'll be shocked at this. Do you know when your faith is built? Okay? Potentially, it has the result of the very thing you are hoping for. When God is dealing with you and sometimes your mouth doesn't declare the thing to release it, God can use another person's mouth looking at that thing, faith, because faith can be seen. And the person will say it on your behalf. So I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm preaching and your faith, you are building faith on a particular area of your life. And I'm preaching and I'll say, Ima, so you take it. Now, in his heart, he has that thing in there. But he has not known to open his mouth to release. So Jesus had to do it for three people. He had to say it for them. Let's see. Matthew 8, 13. Can we look at this? 10 to 13. I want to show you something. Now he said, Jesus was astonished. Now we're talking about the centurion. Jesus was astonished when he heard this and said to those who were following him, he has great faith than anyone I have encountered in Israel. Listen to what I am about to tell you. Multitudes of Gentiles will stream from the east and west to enter into the heavenly kingdom with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But many Israelites, born to be heirs of the kingdom, will be turned away and banished into darkness where there will be bitter weeping and unbearable anguish. Then he said, Then Jesus turned to the Roman officer and said, and said, Go home. All that you have believed will be done for you. And his son was healed at that very moment. Why did the guy come to Jesus? Because he believed. He had faith that when he comes to Jesus, the thing will be done. Now, that faith he had actually solved the problem. But his mouth could not release it. So Jesus said it for him. He said, go. It is done. That's exactly what the heart was saying. Can you see that? If it's not clear, another one. Mark 5 from verse 21. Now, you know the story. These are two stories. The story of the woman with the issue of blood. With the woman with the issue of blood, Jesus said, thy faith hath made thee whole. Okay? Then you remember blind Bartimaeus? Jesus also the same thing. Your faith has made you whole. That means the guy had faith. What was the faith for? To be healed. But faith ought to be released with the mouth. So Jesus decreed what was in their heart. Jesus gave a voice to their faith. And that's where they were. Are you listening? Yes, sir. All right. Now, I will show you how faith was built here. Just follow me. After Jesus returned from across the lake, a huge crowd of people quickly gathered around him on the shoreline. Just then, a man saw that it was Jesus. Listen. A man saw that it was Jesus. So he pushed through the crowd and threw himself down at his feet. His name was Jairus, a Jewish official who was in charge of the synagogue. He pleaded with Jesus, saying, 
over and over, please come with me. My little daughter is at the point of death and she is only 12 years old. Come and lay hands on her and heal her as she will live. Now, he said all these things. He didn't believe. He didn't have faith. He only wanted to use Jesus, but he didn't have faith. He is only aware of the things Jesus does, but he didn't have faith. Okay. Immediately, Jesus went with him, and the huge crowd followed pressing in on him from all sides. Now, in the crowd, that day was a woman who had suffered horribly from continual bleeding for 12 years. She had endured a great deal under the care of various doctors. Yet, in spite of spending all she had on their treatment, she was getting worse instead of better. Now, look at it. When she heard about Jesus' healing power, she did not use Jesus as a means to an end. Look at it. She pushed through the crowd and came up from behind him and touched his prayer shawl. Now look at it. Faith. She started believing. Already, she has heard of Jesus' healing power. So, the incentive of belief was stirred. So what? She kept saying to herself, if I could touch his... Nobody heard because it was staying. I showed you yesterday, Romans 10, 6. He said, you're saying in your heart. And he said, if I could touch even his clothes, I know I will be healed. Now look at the first one. He saw Jesus was around. All he knows is that Jesus heals people. So he's using Jesus as a means to an end. He himself did not believe. Are you getting the two here? This one believed in her heart. When the centurion believed in his heart, he came to Jesus and said, I don't even need you in my home. But here, the Bible says he begged and begged and begged and cried, please come, please come, please come. That's how you behave. Somebody can come to church knowing that, oh, this man of God, if he lays hands on you one second, you are healed. They will come believing in the healing. They might not believe in your message. Now, we are, there's something we need to learn here. Don't use God as a means to an end. Believe him fully. Believe him fully. He said, if I could touch his clothes, I know, I know. She's saying it inside. Nobody heard her. That's believing. So the voice of her belief was talking. I know I'll be healed. I know I'll be healed. I know I'll be healed. If I touch, I know I'll be healed. She was saying. That's how come she got strength to pull herself through. Why was she pushing? She knows when she touched, she'll be healed. Something was propelling her to go. This one that she came to, came to cry, oh Jesus. Now the Bible says he was a leader of the synagogue. Synagogue, a bare faith. He did not have faith. Synagogue. So if you go to this person, you are in trouble. Now, as soon as her hand touched him, her bleeding immediately stopped. What he read? Her faith. Which means that that faith 
when she started saying, I'll be healed, I'll be healed, had the potential of healing, but needed action. So her action was to touch the hem. She knew it. Look at it. When she was healed, she knew it. For she could feel her body instantly being healed of her disease. Faith gave her the result. All the thousands around, all the crowd around Jesus and around her, nobody knew. Nobody even heard her. She did all the saints in her heart. Yet when she touched Jesus, what was in her heart came out. A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, bringeth forth what? Good. Good things. So I'm healed. I'll be healed. When I touch him, I'll be healed. The Bible says she said to herself, what are you saying to yourself? That's believing. You must keep saying. Nobody needs to hear. Keep saying. Keep saying. I have it. I have it. I have it. I know I have it. Mm, the word is true. I know I have it. I know I have it. I have it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Now look at something. Jesus knew at once. When I read here in the TPT, oh, look at something you will see. At once that someone had touched him. Look at the next one. For he felt the power that always surged around him. He felt the power. Kai, 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 kai. There was power that always surged around him. You know, like electricity. The power that's always around him. He felt around him, had passed through him for someone to be healed. Normally when we are praying for people, that's what happens. When you know the person is healed, there's this power that surges through your being. Like it goes up and down you. You just know that the person is healed. That's all. So it was there for healing. So he knew it. He knew it. So you are walking in town and then somebody tripped and unfortunately held you and you are about to go and fall down and you didn't fall down. Don't insult the person. <laughs> just know that some, the person has carried something. <laughs> for you know the person is sick. Look, he turned and spoke to the crowd saying, who touched my clothes? His disciples answered, Kana. What do you mean? Who touched you? <laughs> Look at this huge crowd. The one talking was angry. <laughs> said, Look at this crowd. They are all pressing against you. You mean that they were, even they were tired? <laughs> nah, but Jesus' Jesus's eyes swept across the crowd. Looking for the one who had touched him for healing. Oh, he just showed you how God's eyes work. Yeah. See, it's not everything he hears. So he didn't even listen to what they were saying. His eyes was looking for the one who got it. Honey. I'm telling you, God's eyes is on you. If you touch by faith, his eyes is looking for you. I'm telling you. All the resources he gave, they are dead. He's looking for those who are demanding and taking the thing. His eyes are moving around because everybody's calling him, oh Lord, oh God, oh Lord, oh God. But he's looking for the one who touched the thing. May he find you. Touch him by faith. Yeah, 33. When the woman who experienced this miracle realized what had happened to her, she came before him, trembling with fear. And I explained why he came with fear. Because you couldn't look at God in those times. yeah. And threw herself down at his feet saying, I was the one who touched you. 
and she told him her story of what had just happened. Look at the next one. Then Jesus said to her, daughter, because you dared to believe. You dared to believe. Ladies and gentlemen, dare to believe. Move through the crowd. Move through the problems. Let your heart push you to the very Jesus that you believe. To the very word that you believe. Don't let the crowd stop you. She was the only person amongst a crowd. But her faith was so strong that she kept saying it. She never stopped. If I might touch the hem, I'll be healed. If I will touch, I'll be healed. If I will touch, I'll be healed. Now, I want you to imagine this. A crowd. Now, for the disciples to say they were pressing on Jesus means that there was no space. So, for this woman to go through and kept saying, the Bible said she had bled for a long time. Meet me, she had become weak. The Bible says instead of getting better, she grew worse. Which means physically, she had no strength. But faith became a strength. Faith became a strength. She kept moving. And when your faith keeps moving, God will make the thing wait for you. She touched the thing immediately. The Bible says she knew. You are about to receive a manifestation. And you yourself, you will know. You will know that something has changed. You will know that you have received something. <laughs> now look at Jesus' statement. He said, daughter, dare to believe. Don't forget this. If there's anything you won't forget today, dare to believe. Say, I dare to believe. Say, I dare to believe. I don't care what the crowd says. I don't care what the matter is. I don't care what the season is. I don't care what the season I dare to believe. I dare to believe. Now, now remember, she didn't have companion. Nobody went, went to call Jesus for her. I want to see the reality of this. Nobody said, Jesus, somebody's looking for you. For blind Bartimaeus, they have to call Jesus that he's calling you. He had nobody called Jesus for her. Sometimes you don't need the help of anyone. Or people, people are not there to help you out. Because you see, you don't need it when your faith is there. Faith is all the friend you need. Faith is all the companion you need. Once you can dare to believe and you can say in your heart, the Holy Ghost will give you the incentive to believe. The strength. The strength. The strength. You give up too quickly. You give up. Don't give up. Say, I dare to believe. I dare to believe. Write it somewhere your eyes will see every day. I dare to believe. I, Daniel, I dare to believe. Look at what Jesus said. He said, because you dared to believe, your faith has healed you. What did Jesus do? Jesus said the thing he had for her. Jesus said the thing that her faith was capturing. Go, oh, look at the next one. Go with peace in your heart. And be free from your suffering. <laughs> you know what he tells me? When my faith has done the action, there is a word God says in accompaniment of my faith. Am I not here? But he has spoken over my faith. Yeah. I know I'll go with peace in my heart. I dare to believe. I dare to believe. Mama, mama, mama. baba. So there is a particular kind of faith that you are embarking on. The Holy Ghost is helping you to embark on.
some of you, there are some properties, there are some things in your family that you know when they die, they will give all to you. But you live by faith and say, I don't want any of them. Someone say you are a fool. You realize that you are not. If your faith says yes, forget it. Okay. And be free from your sufferings. Let's go. And before he had finished, listen, and before he had finished speaking, people arrived from Jairus' house and pushed through the crowd to give Jairus the news. There is no need to trouble the master any longer. Your daughter has died. He did not believe that his daughter won't die. He believed that his daughter is dying. Don't use Jesus as a means to an end. Otherwise, the thing you are very much afraid of will happen. Now, I want to show you. When they said this bad news, look at the Lord's response and learn. But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told. But Jesus refused to listen to what they were told and said to the Jewish official, don't yield to fear. Don't yield to fear. Say, I refuse to fear. Say, I fear nothing. Say, I fear nothing. Say, I fear nothing. Say, I fear nothing. In the name of the Lord Jesus. You know why? Because Jesus said, don't fear. If the word says, don't fear, you say, I don't fear. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. Nothing. Keep believing the word of God until fear gets away from your heart. Jesus said, I shouldn't fear, so I refuse to fear. Jesus said it. He said, don't be afraid. Fear not. Fear not. You see, sometimes this is the area you must also build. It's not every time you need faith for a watch, car, shoe. When you are full of fear. Sometimes exercise faith in these kind of areas. I am not timid. <laughs> I'm not afraid of anything. I fear nothing. I fear nothing. One day stand in your room, look into the mirror, see yourself. And say, hey, I fear nothing. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said, I shouldn't fear. I believe his word. I fear nothing. And start acting it. Start acting it. Keep doing it until somebody even bring gun on you. And you look at the person like this. You see? Because faith elevates you into your original realm where you are. That's what faith does. Have you seen an angel afraid of a gun? Because he's supernatural. Where he comes from. Say glory. For I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love. That scripture, I say it over and over. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of sound mind. God has not given... Yeah. Fear is a spirit. There is a fear, but that one is reverence to God. But the negative fear, the spirit, that spirit, because he didn't say fear, he said the spirit of fear. So there is a fear and there's a spirit. So God said he has not given you the spirit of fear to fear. But of what? Power. So I have it. I have power. I have love. I have sound mind. I have sound mind. So that your fear can go through your mind. Use the word of God, sound words, to block fear. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Okay. Jesus said don't yield to fear. Don't yield to fear. All you need to do is to keep on believing. 
The guy that came, I'm telling you, he didn't believe. Do you see now? He didn't believe. He thought I was joking. He didn't believe. So they left for his home. But Jesus didn't allow anyone to go with them except Peter and the two brothers, Jacob and John. When they arrived at the home of the synagogue ruler, <laughs> they encountered a noisy uproar among the people. For they were all weeping and wailing. Uh -huh. Upon entering the home, Jesus said to them, why all this grief and weeping? God is just telling you he doesn't like that. Don't you know the girl is not dead, but merely asleep? The words of faith. The words of faith. He just said three things here. Don't yield to fear. In fact, first of all, Jesus refused to listen to their news. Then he said, don't yield to fear. Only keep believing. Don't yield to fear. Keep believing. That thing that you, you have faith for, that you are not seeing the result, don't be afraid. Only keep believing. Keep believing. And change your language. You are seeing a dead body. Jesus sees a girl who is merely sleeping. Then everyone began to ridicule and make fun of him, Jesus. If they were really crying and mourning, they stopped to laugh at Jesus. But he threw them all outside because he didn't need unbelief. I told you, cut yourself away from people who don't believe. This year, it's your choice. Then he took the child's father and mother and his three disciples and went into, I think I've told you the other side of the story. Do you remember that message? What was the title? The bleeding and what? The sleeping church. Okay, it's on the pod. Okay. Then he took the child's father, mother, and three disciples and went into the room where the girl was. And he tenderly clasped the child's hand in his and said to her in Aramaic, Talitha, kum. Talitha, kum. The other word is Talitha kumai. Okay. Which means little girl, wake up from the sleep of death. But actually, it means more than little girl. Instantly, the 12-year-old girl sat up, stood to her feet and started walking around the room. Everyone was overcome with astonishment in seeing this miracle. Okay. I'll show you two more. Mark 10, 46. Let's look at blind Bartimaeus. Okay. Now, when Jesus and his disciples had passed through Jericho, a large crowd joined them. Upon leaving the village, they met a blind beggar sitting on the side of the road named Timai, the son of Timai. When he heard, now faith is coming. When he heard that Jesus from Nazareth was passing by, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me in my affliction. Heal me. What was the first step? He heard Jesus. He heard Jesus. Faith started coming. Because he knew that Jesus was able to heal. When he heard, when he heard, verse 48. Those in the crowd were indignant and scolded him for making so much of a disturbance. Now, in the first instance, the woman's faith was silent in her heart. Nobody heard. 
But this one, faith was in his mouth. He was saying it. Jesus, son of God, heal me. Jesus, son of God, heal me. I'm just showing you the signs of faith. Now, people will hear your faith and they will scold you. But don't stop. Don't stop believing. But he kept, look at it, he kept shouting with all his might. There is a point in your life where you must believe with all. Believe with all. People will laugh at you. People will scold you. It might look like it's not working. But you must also keep shouting. Don't give up. Keep shouting. Keep shouting your faith. Keep shouting your faith. You will catch his attention. He's shouting with all his might. Son of David, have mercy on me. Look, he didn't change his word. Uh-uh. What was his first statement? Son of David, have mercy on me. Heal me. When they scolded him and they asked him to stop shouting and so on, he kept on shouting and he didn't change his words. Son of David, have mercy on me now and heal me. He kept, the Bible says, if you shall believe that which you said. Which means that this guy believed that which he was saying. He didn't change his word. When you believe, don't change your words. Keep saying the same thing you believe over and over. 49. Jesus stopped. Jesus stopped and said, call him here. Why? Why? The guy didn't change his mouth. Which means that the first time when he called Jesus, he heard. The first time he called Jesus, Jesus heard. But as scriptures show us, there was a time Jesus saw men who were sick, yet he asked them, do you want to remain whole? Is it your faith? Really? This declaration you made, do you really believe it? When you believe it, you will do what? You will say it again. And when the man said it, Jesus stopped. None of the people there were able to stop Jesus from calling the guy. Jesus is in you. But may he stop at your faith. May he stop at your faith. He's in you, but may he stop at your faith. It is only your faith that can cause the master to stop. The woman with the issue of blood, her faith made Jesus stop. Blind Bartimaeus, his faith made Jesus stop. And Jesus said, call him. He's the only one that received Jesus' attention. Faith makes you receive God's full attention. Faith. So they went to the blind man. Ah, look at what faith is doing here. Stella, the same people that sacked him. The same people that scolded him. The same people that pushed him away. When the guy refused to give up, they are the same people that came to pull him and say, he's calling you. He's calling you. Faith is about to change somebody. Your faith is about to change your story. Your faith is about to make your enemies bow at your feet. Disunity will begin to serve you. Hold on to your faith. I said, hold on to your faith. So they went to bring the blind man and said, have courage. Get up. Ah. Were they not the same people that scolded him? Discouraged him? When God has your attention, the words people speak around you are the best words ever. Look at what they said. Oh, have courage. Get, get, get up, get up. Jesus is calling you. May somebody bring you to that dimension. So he threw, look at how he went. He threw off his cloak, jumped up, oh, and made his way to Jesus. 
What do you want me to do for you? The man replied, My master, please let me see again. Now, let's be real here. This is a man who can see. So he was seated. He was only shouting, Jesus, son of David. Because he couldn't know where he was going. When Jesus got his attention and they said, Jesus said, come. Ladies and gentlemen, don't carry your baggage. Don't carry that thing that is weighing you. The Bible says he threw off his garment and he stood up. And the Bible says he began to walk. Oh, the guy can see. Where is he going? Faith gave him an eye to walk towards Jesus. When your eye is based on Jesus, nothing can stop you. Somebody shout, I am unstoppable. Are you hearing? Where was he going? The Bible says he couldn't see. Yeah, the Bible says he jumped and he started going. Faith can lead you. Even when you have no eyes. Because faith is an eye. He said, let me see again. Jesus responded, look at it. Your faith heals you. So it was, the faith was in the guy's heart. Jesus declared it for him. Go in peace, the same word. Go in peace with your sight restored. When the master speaks, look at the next one. All at once. The woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says immediately. Here the Bible says all at once. What does faith give you all at once? The man's eyes opened and he could see. And I told you, I told you. Here, he was blind, he couldn't see. But in his heart, he sees. Can you see that? Now, faith was what changed his position from here, of where he couldn't see, to here. And the man could see now. As you are building faith from day one to now, I'm telling you, the Bible says that, and he began at once to follow Jesus, walking down the road with him. i show you one more. Acts chapter 14, verse 8. Ladies and gentlemen, faith can be seen. May your faith be seen. Yeah, may your faith be seen. Faith can be seen. When your faith is seen, nobody can ignore you. Yeah. You ready to see that? Okay. The Bible says that in Lystra, Paul and Barnabas encountered a man. Look at his story. Who from birth had never walked. For he was crippled in his feet. He listened carefully. He did what? He did what? Faith came by hearing. So he listened carefully to Paul as he preached. All of a sudden, Paul descended. I want the King James here. The same head Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. So what? The guy was preaching. Paul was preaching. But the guy hadn't walked before. He was seated. But the guy couldn't take his eyes off Paul. He kept his gaze on Paul. <laughs> Sometimes, your gaze on the man of God connects to your faith 
And so as we are preaching, we can just say a word over you because your faith is so triggered. But you are sleeping. The Bible did it. Look at it. The same head Paul speak. Who what? Steadfastly. Stead. It means that when Paul goes here, the guy is watching. When Paul goes here, the guy is watching. When Paul goes down, the guy steadfast. Wherever Paul goes, the guy is gazing. And what did that do to the man? It revealed the faith. So Paul saw. Of all the people that Paul is preaching, Paul just saw that this guy had faith to be healed. So what did he do? He left all the people. Next verse. He said with a loud voice, loud voice, stand up on thy feet. That's all, once. Because faith caught Paul's attention. Just like faith caught Jesus' attention. You see, if a man of God will prophesy to you or will make declaration over you, it is not because you are dressed nice. There's something in you, faith, that shows up. And just one word, just one word. That's why he said, Paul shut up with a loud voice. Stand up on your feet. And the Bible says, the guy who had never walked. Now, this is the whole, this is the irony. He doesn't know how to walk because he has never walked before. He doesn't even know what step look like because he has never done it before. But when the word came, the Bible says he leaped up and he began to walk. Don't wait. This is another side of receiving faith manifestation. Don't wait for a miracle service. Don't wait for an anointing service. Don't wait for the man of God to call you. As the word of God is being preached, fix your gaze. Fix your gaze. Fix your gaze. Fix your gaze. And let the faith come. All you know, it will be just one word. Receive. Check it. Rise up. Have it. And it begins to happen. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Rayma 9 at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our Friday services, dubbed Night of Bliss at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Furnace service on Sunday at 8 a.m. Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny L. Jedu, and on Instagram as Prophet Danny L. Jedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. Prophet Daniel Jedu's book, Partnership with the Lord is Out, and it's selling fasting print and on Amazon. This book has all you need to help you assess your God-given right. You can contact Word and Spirit International Contact Services on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-50432-8959 for any inquiries. So many people are listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast on Podbean and many have received testimonies by listening. We want you to share your testimony with us by leaving a write-up of it in the comment section or sending it to us via email to contact at wordloversglobal.com. You were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world. You are blessed.